podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of 18 are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now. Thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. NVT. <laughs> oh, the studio. If you guys had seen it right before we got in the studio, there was a lot of... Someone said, 10 seconds! There was a lot of that. So, this is what happens. If you if you ever get to come to the studio, this is what you get to see. Uh, if if not, you just get to hear the story afterwards, and it's very anticlimactic. And hey, we're a kink and we're we're a kink and fetish show. We like penises and vaginas, and we don't like anticlimactic. We like to be there for the climax. We like cli- we like climax. We want all that. that would be so. a good we love thing. It's that very would be a good hard. Thing. We all sit there and go. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. We want to be like. Ah! I would like it's to more tell natural. you. We believe in it is, natural. It's so much more natural. I'm your host, Mr. Non-Vanilla Trist. I am joined by my lovely wife, Non-Vanilla Trist. Uh, you can find us uh, on nonvanillatrist.com. If you go to the About Us page, you'll find our Twitter handles. You can find me at Mr. Underscore NVT. She is at Silly Kitten 815 Boobies! What? Sometimes. It's not tattooed on there, though. So. <coughs> Yet, anyway. <laughs> um, as I look around the penis gallery, I have KMFD Mike in my chair of honor. Yodely, yodely. I have Cersei and Knots over in the Hello. penis gallery, mm. along with PA Polly Pantalones Descalos. Chapin is running around the penis gallery, and Sal is running my barnyard. That's right. Guys, we have a great show for you tonight. Um, tonight's show is, I mean, on top of the fact that we've been drinking. Um, what? I know. It's alcohol crazy. Alcohol increases these effects. Yeah, alcohol, incre- alcohol increases these effects. Every effect. See, you know what? We took the thing that, the reason I haven't been saying that lately is because we took that part of the sounder out. We've been running with that sounder. If you've been a long-time listener of the show, you know, there was a whole warning disclaimer thing on the front, and we just started a new disclaimer when we went to the whole week we grew we up think. a bit. We grew up a bit. We're not 12-year-olds with microphones now. Yeah. Recorders. We're now 14-year-olds. We're in our 40s. We're 40s. <laughs> we're, no, we're, 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 booger. 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 Except for Mickey and Booger. Duty. Little house with a booger. <laughs> Poopy. <laughs> so, all right, I take all that last part back. Huckleberry <laughs> Booger. <laughs> we may have to start over. No, we're not starting over. We already got Taming of the booger. So I used to say alcohol increases these effects mm-hmm. because the last warning was alcohol increases these effects. Can I smell it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't wait to use that one, could you? Had or this one. <laughs> Trust me, I'll never use them again. Never. Yeah, right. Trust me. Tell Wall Street that. Wrong, right? wrong, wrong, oh, wrong. He, right. He hates that. <laughs> I remember when we recorded his sounder, the ah uh, ha ha that burns. He was like, that's the greatest. Oh, that burns. He loved it, and then we used it so fucking much, he regrets it. <laughs> Copyright so infringement. To use it. Anyway, I'm your host, Mr. Novinel Chris. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Envy. KMFD Mike's in the hot seat. I told you everybody's in penis gallery. And we are talking tonight about non-escalator relationships. So if you're a swinger, if you're polyamorous, you definitely want to stay on board with this one. 
<laughs> you were in the camera, huh? <laughs> you want to go this way? You're in the shot. Because <laughs> you're, you're shot. too shy, shy. Hush, hush. You're in the shot, shy. I was going to say, James in the shot, 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 shot. So wait a minute, what are we doing again? Uh, non-escalator relationships. Uh, for those of you who are in the king community, swinger community, polyamorous community, uh, this was a great article, and we're going to make sure that we post it on the website when we post the when we post this podcast. Um, I almost used your name. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Polly, can you explain to us what what uh, non escalator relationships are? Sure, it's probably helpful. Nope, to hang s- on. Sure, it's probably helpful to. There we go. Now we're good. <laughs> let's, let's try that again. Let's Three start. times a charm. Three times a charm. Let's. Uh, I guess it's probably easier to talk about what an escalator relationship is. Let's do that first. So not uh, a riding thing. Right. Uh, I was going to say, I, I, I was in one of those that was broken in Beijing last week. And it was, we that's stairs. No, no. stairs. They, they were, yeah, there's a sign that said, uh, sorry for the convenience. <laughs> of the stairs? No. They, well, they, they're still stairs. They're just not moving. That's you fair. were saying... <laughs> Anyway, um, so most relationships that people are familiar with are basically what you see on television, romance movies, Hallmark Channel kind of stuff are what you'd look at as an escalator relationship. Well, they're bullshit, but yeah. There are also escalator relationships where there are certain stages of it that everybody's kind of expecting to get to. So you start out, you meet somebody, you go on a date, you go through all these other steps you have kids you get married you buy a house you stay together until you die or you get divorced with or without the fence it's another step uh, no, 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 it's a separate step separate step separate oh, step uh, so those are escalator relationships right you, you start you, you meet somebody and then that relationship continues to grow onward and upward right by the social and it, norms. And it seems like by the, so, by yeah, social, social norms. norms. And it's, it's the Ameri- some versions of the American dream is that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Big um, house, white picket fence. Yeah. Big house, white picket oh, fence. Me. Everybody hangs out. Well, you, you hang out with your spouse. Yeah. Not everybody. But and still uh, the sports car, you get the sedan. Fuckers. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's, so that's what an escalator relationship is. So, I mean, it's kind of an interesting play on words so because navigate, you, I, and I love, I love the concept. So what's navigating a non-escalator relationship? So a non-escalator relationship would be just what you were talking about. Um, so this is polyamorous relationships. These can be swinging relationships. These can actually be, I was thinking about it, um, even like DS relationships where you kind of have different milestones, um, and really what the key of it is is to figure out with your partner what those milestones really are. Now, aren't milestones things that, that escalator relationships use as well? Yes, but it goes down. Yeah. Okay. It's just a little bit different because... I, I, I'm, I'm, just yeah, ask, I'm yeah. asking the questions of a regular vanilla person or a yeah. new person might so ask. There, there are definitely steps in a escalator relationship. There... One of the big things that's really different about a non-escalator relationship is that there's not necessarily anything that is commonly agreed agreed upon as to what the steps of the relationship are. Um, well, so, that's kind of difficult then. For well, that's well, new. Don't that's, you think? No, that's actually well, it is, but that's where the communication. That's why communication in your non-monogamous relationships come in as being really important. Okay. So, where escalator relationships use milestones such as the picket fenced house, what terminology would a non-escalator relationship use? 
guidelines? Well, no. I mean, you you could call it a milestone, but really what it is... So, for for example, um, one of... And I'm talking about all this stuff. I'm not an expert in it. This is something that I'm learning about as someone who is new to polyamory, looking at, okay, how the fuck do I measure whether this relationship is actually working or not? Mm. Um, Because, you know, I'm already married, so working towards another marriage is not... Well, it's not something legal, but it's also not really something that I'm doing. Um, So how do I figure out if the relationship is working? um, Is this a relationship, A, where we're just looking at it as, hey, it's a friends with benefits, casual sex, kind of getting together thing? Is this a relationship where there's more of a long-term component to it? you know, so part of a big part of it but, is. But those, the, both of those relationships you just mentioned, definitely land within the non-escalator category. Right. Exactly. They can land within the non-escalator category. Exactly. Okay. So what you're trying to figure out is, this is where communication is huge because you need to make sure that you are on the same page with your partner um, as to you know, well, what are you looking for in a relationship? You know, well, here's what I can provide in a relationship. Um, so one of the things that's a little bit different is that when you are in that kind of non-escalator relationship, you have kind of somewhat atypical um, things that you're using as kind of a measure of how successful the relationship is. For example, um, so one of my partners um, has a very busy schedule, and I knew that our relationship was more serious because we now have a shared Google calendar, you know? So, I mean, it's, I know, right? And when are you available? When are you available? So that's a milestone, but right. it's not necessarily... The traditional. Upwards. Right. It's not upwards because you've already established this. Right. This is, this this is, is the what plateau. The, this is, this is what the relationship is. The, what days... We're in the relationship area. It's not going any higher than this. Right. Exactly. But it's it's one of those things where we can now more easily communicate and we know what the other person is doing. Like, hey, when can we get together? There's a lot less guessing. It's kind of a you're on my calendar kind of thing. Um, okay. Okay. So, but it's still meaningful, right? It's, it's not just like, yeah, I have an appointment to fuck. Right. Exactly. It's more of a hey, because, uh, and, and and hey, swingers, don't fucking at me. Don't <laughs> at me either. I saw your eyebrows. I saw your eyebrows. Don't at me. He's at um, you. But swingers are very Those quick are nice with eyebrows. the and and this is just my experience. Swingers can be very quick with the appointment sex. Yes. Yeah, that's not what and this is. And that's not what this is. I, I want to make sure that we're clear on that because it's not just it's appointment sex. Hey, I'm with my wife and this is fantastic, but we're going to have some appointment sex with this other person who's a unicorn and it's going to be great. Or we're going to have some appointment sex with this other swinger couple because it's going to be great. What you're talking about with this calendar is, hey, these are the days I'm free and I'm blocking them out for you because I appreciate what we have. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So this is... Um, Hey, we're gonna go to we're gonna go see a movie. We're gonna go to dinner. It's not one of those things where this is we're gonna get together and just fuck. This is, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a this is a time you know where we've kind of set this block aside so that we can spend time together mm-hmm. emotionally and you know maybe physically too. Um, you know, and sometimes it's not doing anything particularly exciting. Sometimes it's just hanging out and watching TV and yeah. doing that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's one kind of version of it. The other thing that's um, interesting is 
kind of shared sharing in their interests. Um, so if um, so, f- for example, um, we had a date night a couple of weeks ago where I brought a potential new partner with me to, to date night. Um, that's kind of a big deal because this is a situation where I am introducing her to some of my friends. Um, other kind of weird poly, in, particularly in my situation and polyamory kind of milestones is, hey, do you want to meet my wife? Um, which is generally not. It's perfectly acceptable. Right. I mean, well, we it do is. that. So. It is. Well, for us, it is. It, it makes sense. But it's it's one of those you know it's situations where you know if you're in a you know in a in a monogamous relationship you are very much not taking your partner to meet your <laughs> wife because your partner is your wife. Right. Um. So it's you're it, certainly not taking your girlfriend to meet your wife. Yeah, definitely not. Church frowns on that. <laughs> Most churches do. Um, a lot. A lot. <laughs> Only in the modern day. But so some of it, a big part of it, and this is, you know, uh, I was kind of having a conversation with um, one of my partners about this article. And one of the things that she pointed out that I thought was really kind of spot on was a lot of the stuff that we talk about doing in non-escalator relationships is really stuff you should be doing in a normal in relationship. A relationship. Anyway. These are just relationship things you should be doing. Right. It's just that they take on a much, much more significance um, because you don't have that kind of social structure um, around it. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I, I would argue that um, I think you could apply that same philosophy to kink relationships. You can apply that same philosophy to swinger relationships. The amount of commu- and, and it goes back to that whole the amount of communication that we have to have to have these sorts of relationships, be them non-escalator, be them swinger, be them kinky, be them. BDSM, be them just fetish, be them, you know, DS dynamic, be them master-slave dynamic, it doesn't matter. You have to Haitian, you have to be able to have those kind of discussions. And those are the rules that we have as a community, but if just regular old vanilla people took those same rules and put them in places of their regular old vanilla lives, the divorce rate would not be 51%. (laughs) No, it wouldn't. Um, Because what it, it... Forces you is the wrong word, but it, it, you, you really, if you want to have a long... It requires. It requires, if you want to have a successful long-term, you know, non-monogamous or, you know, uh, kink relationship, you really need to have that communication, first of all, for safety reasons. Um, I mean, you need to be able to, to, to know what's going on with your, with your partner, um, you know, like when I'm... It, the first couple of interviews almost feel like a job. Uh, you know what I mean? You're out on a date and it's you start talking about, OK, well, what are your you know, you, you start getting into stuff just to try and figure out if you're compatible. Um, it's just it's very different than it would be. It, it's it's just very different in terms of what you communicate about and how early on in the relationship you're communicating about it. Well, it's nice, though, because there's there's a. I mean, I'm assuming there's uh, like this is how I feel about the fetish community anyway. 
there's a very huge tolerance first of all and secondly like it's not expected you know it's not like in a in an escalator relationship it's expected that you reach a certain place at a certain time and that's not expected so the stress is off and you can just there's also a once the escalator relationship is actually defined by social media, by our parents, by the church, by whatever influential group has actually reached your reached your escalator, I suppose. So that when I am 21, I'm supposed to be here. When I'm 25, I'm supposed to yeah. be here. So there's actually there's no expectation of that nature, right? But it, even it hurts communication because it's oh, an it expectation does. at that point. So, so if, if, if you, you decide that there. that's if you ignore that, then communication <laughs> has to be a must. So even if you're vanilla, it's it's something that has to and communication must exist. Yeah, and it also, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, just something to think about too is that in in escalator type relationships, there is that um, those kind of common milestones give you a sense of where things are going, and there's a sense of security in it. Um, when you're in a non-escalator relationship where you don't have those kind of common milestones it creates a lot of anxiety um, or at least it does it can uh, sure. that's been my experience like if I'm I not sure that. where things are going that's kind you of you can call it anxiety well it's fear you can also call it growth yeah opportunity for opportunity. growth yes opportunity for growth say all three of those things work hand in hand in hand uh, so how do you handle that what do you, what do, you do how do you manage it because I, I think if anybody's going to consider having a non-escalator relationship be it they're a swinging couple that brings on a third as a girlfriend or a couple as a couple that's kind of a long-term couple that they're going to play with on a regular basis in a swinging relationship where where maybe the, the husband and wife decide to do the whole hall pass thing. Hey, you can go play with this particular guy. I'll play with this particular girl. And we're going to get... Like, that's, that's clearly not an escalator because there are two swinging couples that are going to be together as the primary outside of the marriage things. You know it's not going anywhere. How do you how do you manage that kind of that that kind of jealousy? I don't want to say jealousy because it, it might not be jealousy. It just might be fear. It just might be anxiety. As Expectation. You said. Yeah. What does what does that look like? How do you do it? Well, for me, that's where communication really come. For me, that's where communication really comes in. It, it's really important to have a good you know, kind of back and forth with your partners. Um, you know, here's kind of where I'm at in the relationship. Where are you at? You know, what are you feeling in this situation? Um, I'm also somebody who's very comfortable in talking about, look, this just scares the shit out of me. I need to sit down and talk to you about, you know, what's going on because I have no idea where we're actually going. Um, I mean, some people may not be as comfortable with that, but it's just kind of, for me, I've found that just kind of, putting it out there on the table just makes it a lot easier. Nobody's guessing what's actually yeah. going on. One of wow. the things that I've always <laughs> been interested in is we, we throw around the word communication pretty loosely, pretty freely. Um, it's a skill. Um, it's it's uh, something that is learned through both you know training in it as well as what you failed at and, and experience. Um, one of the segments that I hope we do at some point is what creates communication what what does it mean is there empathy that's involved is it is it your mind it's your heart is it you know those kind of things. when you deal with this in your particular realm what rules your 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 planning when it comes to communication for you for me a, a 
big thing that I struggle with, but it's also one of the most important things is kind of having some vulnerability with the person that I'm talking to. And some of that's like trust. So if I'm talking to someone about what's going on, I have to feel like um, they're going to understand what I'm saying um, and they're going to ask questions if they don't. Um, Okay. So that's that's a big part of it, but also kind of being willing to put myself out there and know that it may not be received well. So vulnerability is part of the key to your successful communication. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Uh, Isn't it a shame that you can't do that in a... a I think the argument but the reason that people have so many issues... They have such a problem with it. Honestly, that I think that, speaking from a vanilla point of view, and seeing this happen quite a bit, I think that's why there are so many divorces. Oh, yeah. That communication isn't like there, isn't and then, of there. course, somebody goes to wander off to have, you know, quote-unquote, an affair instead of communicating, I have this issue, So I want to deal with it with you. The way something's missing. The way that I'm understanding how he's saying this is um, the the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there and be vulnerable is very refreshing. I mean, like we we don't do that as a social people, like a as a as our society. Like, yeah, I think as it, our society, we don't do that. We I think in general, this. it's ta- yeah, it's yeah. taught to just bottle it up and suck it up and just deal with it. Right. So I'm just listening to all this, and to me, it almost sounds like escalator, that there is a an end goal with an escalator right. relationship. There is a point where, okay, the escalator ride stops, you, you, you have a place where you reach where you don't grow anymore, and a non-escalator relationship maybe doesn't have that end point it's oh, linear escalator is linear let me let me I, i'm going to disagree just a little bit um we have a an escalator relationship and while we're married i don't know that our relationship stops growing no, I, I, i'm, I'm yeah, arguing semantics but, I'm, I'm arguing semantics I, I don't know that our relationship <laughs> stops growing i think it just grows in a different manner whereas a non-escalator relationship and and PA probably let me know if I'm wrong here. A non-escalator relationship can continue to grow. I think it grows out. Yeah, I'm not saying that an escalator relationship stops growing, but there's there's a goal that's met. You're together, you're stable, you know, you've had the kids, you've had the house, you you know, right. whatever it is, you've gotten to that point and, and you can grow and maintain that, but there isn't there aren't necessarily any goals to meet after that, but it sounds like with a non-escalator relationship it doesn't have that this is going to be the pinnacle of where we want to reach and it's mm-hmm. more you know again like KMFD Mike said it's a sidestep it's um, it, it fans out more than is than is purely linear right. and there, there's also changing circumstances that change sure. oh, what the yeah. relationship looks like <laughs> fairly frequently fairly frequently um, so you can look at you know um you know, you were in a situation where it was just a, a, a V where, you know, there was like my wife is seeing me and her boyfriend. If she decides that another person, you know, if, if she meets another person that she's interested in, that changes kind of the dynamic of everything else. And right. You, I wouldn't say that you have to renegotiate everything, but you have to really kind of take a look at what does that change do for the other dynamics? Um, what does that that, that's something that, that my Envy and I have to talk about regularly. If we're going to introduce another woman to our yeah. dynamic, 
and and I've and I've recently read a couple articles, more than one in the last month, it makes me feel like an idiot. Um, I have parameters set up on our FetLife page as to what the girl that we decide to add to our dynamic looks like. Because we're looking, I mean, we we're not actively looking for someone to add to our dynamic, but if we are looking for anyone to have as a play partner, it is another woman to add to our dynamic. And uh, I've seen from a few poly people that you like, if there's one thing we fucking unicorns hate is all the goddamn restrictions you motherfuckers put on us and then let us know that we can be discarded so easily. And I, I, I'm trying, I'm, I'm becoming much more aware of it. Um, and and it, it, as, as, as it stands as to what you were just talking about. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, there's a whole lot of, when I got into polyamory, when I started looking at this as a possibility of something, you know, that my wife and I were exploring, I needed to figure out how the fuck do I do this without screwing somebody else up. Um, and that's, I was going to ask that question. Like, what does that look like? Do you read somebody and you're hitting it off? And then how do you go to that next step and go, do you just go, hey, by the way, I'm married? Yeah, because that's kind of <laughs> like my kind of to add on that. I was like, there has no. Is there any way that it's possible to do that with like no emotional aspect involved? I feel like there, I, there has to be. So yeah. I actually, and most people, most of the, the, the poly people that I talk to who are in kind of long-term committed relationships, either married or whatever, um, that's actually one of the first things we introduce in conversation. So oh, I, okay. I have a profile on a couple of dating sites and it is very clear. I am married. I am not looking for, this will not be a monogamous relationship. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of self-selection. Um, you know, people will look at that, and well, women will look at that, and most of them will say, "Well, fuck that. That's not what I'm looking exactly. for." Exactly. Um, but it makes it a lot easier because you're coming into it with kind of a shared set of expectations. Okay. Um, and what's kind of cool is I've actually come across women who, upon reading what I was kind of what my situation was um, and having a conversation with them, they'd say, you know, well, this isn't something I have done before, but it actually sounds a lot better than the bullshit that I've been doing. Yeah, right. Um, right. So, so let's, let's, so I've actually, I don't want to, made a couple of converts, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's very, it works out, um, it works out well because you're, you're getting, uh, conversations and you're getting you know people who are talking to you from a point of view that yeah this is something I'm already interested in so the conversation of hey I'm married isn't as awkward because they just know from the outset that I'm See, married just how you explain it it sounds very relaxing to me like it's not so you know tense and <clears throat> I have to yeah it's not a race pressure. yeah right. the pressure There's is not a goal you know holding also up it sounds labelless and that's something that I've been yeah. working with in my life a lot essentially without without a name to what it is that you have to have you can have anything yeah so. and there's a, there's a whole other style of non well of polyamory called relationship or uh, relationship anarchy which is very different than the kind of it, it's a whole different ball riding of wax. that chaos wave yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's essentially what it boils down to and i mean different people will kind of give it different 
labels, but relationship anarchy is just a, a whole nother ball of wax. There's different flavors of polyamory. There's solo poly, right. wh- where you have uh, someone who is in polyamorous relationships, but they prefer not to have a nesting partner. Right. So they live by themselves, but they have different you know, mm-hmm. partners mm-hmm. all over the place. All right, cool. Guys, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come right back, dive right back in. When we come back, Delma Morris is on Skype with us, so we'll be able to have some of her questions to chime in as well. All right, Sal, can you kick us out? Oh, I'd be happy to. Outstanding. So we're going to have a special uh, tune uh, because we're getting near the holiday oh, season. we are near the holidays, aren't oh, we? Oh, that's yeah. right. So, Outstanding. So hey, this, hang this, out. This will be our break. We, and we did a Christmas song. Oh. Yeah, we did. It's a great this Christmas song. song. Oh. <laughs> I want a Krampus song. Oh, no. no. Yes. It's really a Krampus song. See you guys in a few minutes. We'll be right back. K-101. First day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me some booze that go over the knee. On the second day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me two silken scarves and some booze that go over the knee. For me! On the third day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me three anal plugs and two silken scarves and some boots that go over the knee on the fourth day of christmas the podcast gave to me four plunging corsets three anal plugs two silken scarves and some boots that go over the knee on the fifth day of christmas the podcast gave to me Some boots that go over the knee. On the sixth day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me six bloggers flagging five violet ones, four plunging corsets, three anal plugs. two silken scarves, and some boots that go over the knee. For me, on the seventh day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me. Seven vibes a buzzing. Six bloggers slugging. Five violet ones. Four plunging horses. Three plugs. Two silken scarves. And some boots that go over the knee. On the eighth day of Christmas, the podcast came to me. Eight subs a begging. Seven vibes a vibes buzzing. Six bloggers slugging. And some boots that go over the knee. On the ninth day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me nine windows restarts. Seven vibes a buzzing. Six fluggers fucking. Five violet ones. Four plunging horses. Three anal plugs. Two silken scarves. And some boots that go over the knee. Miss the podcast gave to me ten Wall Street inches, nine windows restarts, eight subs banging, seven vibes a buzzing, six floggers flogging, five violet ones, three anal plugs, two silken scarves, and some boots that go over the knee. 
On the 11th day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me 11 ropes of rigging. 10 Wall Street inches. Only 30% eats of bigging. 7 vibes of buzzing. 6 walkers fogging. 5 violet ones. 4 plunging horses. 3 anal plugs. 2 silken scarves. And some boots that go over the knee. On the 12th day of Christmas, the podcast gave to me 12 spine models. And 11 ropes of reggae. 10 Wall Street inches. Fuck you, Microsoft! 8 subs of bacon. 7 vibes of buzzing. 6 vloggers vlogging. 5 violet ones. Ooh. 4 plunging horses. How'd these get in my butt? <laughs> 2 silken scarves. And some boots that go over the That was so much fun. That was so much fun to make. That was so much fun to make. I think we're doing a production meeting next week, right? Sure. Yeah, right. We're doing a production meeting next week, so maybe we'll do another one of those. I don't Can know. you just send I don't that know, to me, possible. and I'll make that like my ringtone. Which <laughs> the longest Ten ringtone Wall ever. Street inches. Start the last one. The last verse we did was the absolute fucking best verse. Uh, yeah. We had so much fun doing it. I was laughing so hard. Fuck you, Windows. <laughs> we did. Fuck you, Windows. <laughs> Fuck you, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks a lot for thirty eight percent one podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Novanilla Trist. You call me Mr. MVT. I enjoy it by my lovely wife, <laughs> Novanilla Trist. We call her Envy. Not that you can, can I smell it. <laughs> <laughs> In my chair of honor tonight is KMFD Mike. You can find him on Twitter, KMFD Mike one oh two. I agree. <laughs> Hi, Greg. Cheapin's taking care of the in-house photography. Well, I would say she's taking care of the in-house chat, but we don't have an in-house chat tonight because this not show tonight. is not done live. This show is fucking Memorex. In the penis gallery, Cersei and Knott's, P.A. Polly, Pantalones, Descar, Bravado. <laughs> Alpha rope and overrunning my barnyard and our, so head, not matter. our head chaos engineer is Sal. How you, how you doing? <laughs> doing okay. Doing By okay. the way, you how you dedicate did... this show? What? Oh. I mean, I guess I could. Do you, you want, want to? to? I'd like to dedicate this show. I got my pimple right here. To my cousin Louie. I love that fucker. Not for long, you don't. <laughs> Who Why died? Would... No! I swear to God. Yesterday. No! <laughs> was Last week. Last week. Minus a day. Minus a day. <laughs> you know what? It's concrete shoes. Shut up. The wrong size. Oh, no. A little heavy. A little heavy? A little heavy. A little heavy. There's big feet. It's big feet. You knew Ronald McDonald was in concrete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Red shoes. Clowns. Red shoes. So, He's a fucking ass clown. So in the middle of Bangkok, Thailand last week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bangkok, Thailand. <laughs> so weird segue. I try, I try not to slam my cock indoors, but if you're going to Bangkok, go. <laughs> no, I, right beside the hotel I was staying at was a McDonald's. Uh-huh. Now, uh-huh. now, in Thailand, everybody greets each other like this. Guess what's out front? No, Ronald McDonald. 
both like this, and I forgot to get a fucking picture. Oh! I know. Oh! Oh! Sal, you're fired. I know. Again? No, can't do that. Otherwise, I'm doing the show in the back of my Mitsubishi Lancer with a fucking iPhone. I'm going to bed! <laughs> That's just a well, reason to go and, back. And he's rehired. We'll just we'll like have the that. Cup with the string on Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> well, our cup with string tied to a 56K modem in a computer somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the two people from IT are like, oh, we got the whole It's thing. only because we know. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with podcast. Hey, if you haven't been on our Patreon page, please uh, think about being a, a patron. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash MVT Studios. Look, the donations you can do however you want. I mean, we have donation tiers, but you donate whatever We're you want. And there's no obligation in, in giving us donations. You support the show, but more importantly, you, su- you support the community because that ma- it helps us make the show for people like you or the new people who you know who you want to be in our community. We started this so people can learn, and uh, you know, hey, the the opinions of this show. I mean, we're not professionals by any stretch of the imagination. Well, not at this. Speak for yourself. No, Some not, of us not are professionals at, at other things. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm well, I mean, professional I'm a at a lot of things, but not this. We by kill Louis twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the hitman's, but he's a fucking our hitman trying to kill Louis for a year and a half now. It still hasn't happened he sucks. yet. So. Keep Maybe Louis's a cat. Quality. He's got nine lives. Yeah, look, we, what is he, like a Siamese cat three times? Yeah, it's right. been a while. Just poison his breadsticks. It's fine. <laughs> No, it's So join us on Patreon, support the show, patreon.com, nominal trust studios. There's no obligation if you do it for a week or two and you don't like it, fucking hey, stop. We don't care. I mean, we would prefer that you continue to do it. If you don't want to be someone who, who promotes the show or, or becomes a patron of the show every single week, you can jump to our affiliates page or our essentials page on nominalatrust.com. Any purchases that you make, particularly during this Christmas season, support the show because you get to save money. And we get a small commission off of it, so it, it helps the show that way. And then we can do things like, you know, try and get better cameras. That's the next step, is getting better cameras in the studio. So, uh, Not more beer. Uh, if you ever want to try and get in touch with those of us in the studio, you can always go to nominalatrust.com and go to the About Us page. Uh, I have everybody's contact information there, but in a nutshell, if you're on Twitter, at Mr. Underscore NVT, at Silly Kitten 815, at KMFD Mike 102. And uh, I don't have anybody else on Twitter. Fuck it! I don't have anybody else's other Twitters in the studio. Uh, you can also find us on FetLife. Go to the About Us page. You can find us there. We are in the middle of a great conversation about non-escalator relationships. <laughs> PA Polly is schooling us. And I gotta and, be honest, I, this is one of the classes I've actually enjoyed. So I, I've been we've been grilling you, dude, and you've been on it. Thank yeah. you. you. Thank you so much. You rock out with your cock out, but your cock's not actually out. Bummer. It's not. But I'm still impressed. Yeah. So that means it's just awesome. It's Continue, something. Please. That's for sure. Well, it I actually um, right you now. brought up a good point about the um, what relationships are supposed to look like and and how this works better in not labeling things. Yes. One of the okay. things that kind of gets overlooked in a lot of like common relationship like conversations is people who are um who are either like asexual or demisexual where the there's not a lot of uh, like physical relationship part of their relationship um or they take a long time to get to get to the point where they're willing to be f- or able to be physically intimate with somebody so not having those 
steps in the relationship, not having that pressure of, you know, it's date four, we should be going out and having sex at this point. It makes it a lot easier for them. Um, And it also, for somebody like me who is kind of more inclined to like get into the physical part of the relationship um it doesn't prohibit me like it doesn't make it more difficult for me to hang out with somebody whose company i enjoy knowing that you know we may never have sex it's just kind Mm of i enjoy their company it's kind of in a romantic way but not in a romantic way that you would typically be used to yeah, that that that's the part that kind of messes with me a little bit because I don't know of any any relationship. Uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm being an asshole when I say it like this, and and forgive me if I say it incorrectly. You know, I I would sooner say it and be able to backpedal and then and then redefine what I'm trying to say. I I don't know of a relationship that I would have with someone that I'm attracted to that I didn't want to culminate in sex in some way. So when you say, like, it's not someone, you know, it doesn't have to be someone that I want to have sex with, my brain doesn't compute with that. Like, if I meet someone that I want, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a scientific fact, we, and we know, we've, we've had studies about it, when you meet somebody, your brain within, like, two milliseconds makes a yes or no decision on, is this someone I want to copulate with? And, yeah. And my, and my brain goes, my... Because my brain, this fucking, it's tiny, it's itty bitty, you know, so don't fucking at me. Um, When my brain makes that decision, I have this wonderful woman who I am married to, and then I go, all right, I have this, and this is wonderful and amazing, and what I'm going to pursue here is not going to affect this, because if it did, then what I would want, that's going to go away. So I'm going to pursue this with, say, vigor with enthusiasm and if it's something that you so when you you get where I'm going on here yeah it it sounds to me like that other option is a very deep friendship and 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 finding friends is is not something that is necessarily easy to do as adults you know (laughs) see but here's and maybe that's my disconnect I don't have a problem making friends I, I I'm so fucking extroverted and loud. I, I'll just... Th- that's my dick pic. I'm just so... Oh, hi, I'm here! How's everybody doing? And the people who want to be my friends are they're very easy. Okay, but to be fair, there's a difference between having, you know, people that just know you and they're friends or there's the emotional connectivity. Right. Which mm. I think it's, you were touching yeah, on. What I think you yeah. were touching on, like... It's, it's yeah. a deeper... I'm extremely introverted. My, my, I can... I could be extrovert. My, my path, my path to that, my path to finding my inner circle of friends, is still, is still me being as loud and me. And you guys know me. I, I'm oh, being surely as loud not. and as me as I can possibly be. And those people who go, dude, oh, bring it in. We need your love. The, those are people I go. Oh, all right, come back in here, just like you. Because you came to you came to your first date night, and I went home and looked at my wife. We were we weren't even home, and I looked at my wife and went, "That guy, that, that new guy tonight." And she went, "Yeah, that's that's my new best friend forever. Like that's <laughs> gonna be the guy. Like I, if you and I weren't getting married, marrying that guy, he's my guy. <laughs> that's my boyfriend from now on. I'm a giver, not a receiver. That's my Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> 
and really, I, and I get what I, I get what you're saying, but I think that there's also part of it that that gets overlooked. So, one of the cool things about, or at least from from my perspective, one of the things that's kind of interesting is I have. So there are women who I am friends with, uh-huh. who are. Uh, it's not a relationship where I am it's going to turn into something sexual because they are already in a position where they're not interested in it. Um, so let me kind of give you an example. Like when I'm meeting someone from FetLife or, you know, kind of no, um, you know, I met somebody right. at a club and yeah. we're hanging out and we have kind of good chemistry. One of the things I immediately try and figure out is, is this someone I can date? And if this is not someone that I can date, what is that relationship going to look like? Right. So, and it's, it saves a lot of (laughs) mental gymnastics for me because I don't have to worry about, look, this isn't somebody who I'm going to try and fuck because they're not interested in it. Um, So what is that relationship going to look like instead? Yeah. Um, So there's a lot more. But that's kind of what I mean. Like I'm this, I'm this big, I mean, I mean, hey, correct me if I'm wrong. I like to think I'm this big gregarious personality. And I, I, I want to shower my love and happiness and joy and friendship on everyone. And the people who return that friendship and love, those are the ones, like like this guy right here, those are the ones that kind of eat, like, it's like I throw it out there and then there's this big warm pile of goo. In that oh, that's area. a great image. And the, and, I know, right? And then, and then my friends, the good friends, oh. they just kind of get circled in, and you just congratulations, came at the mic. Your goo does matter. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> those are the people. Those are the people that kind of just pull into it. But but the ones who don't size does not matter. I don't think of them as any less of a friend because they're still in the friend group. They're. Granted, the ones who come close get to be in the inner circle, and I'll tell them more things, and it's not escalatory in that aspect. Is That's a fucking word. Yeah. Escalatory. Es- escalatory. It's close Pantalonis. enough to a word. Go ahead, Okay, so I have a lot. Um, when it comes to other kind of relationships that aren't, aren't escalator relationships, I kind of like to think of them as a pick-your-own-adventure. Where you get yeah. to pick the milestones, you get to pick the things you want to do nice. uh, with that person that means something to both of you. And it's not necessarily up, it's not necessarily down, it's kind of just, you know, this means something to both of us because it's bringing us closer or, you know, it's something that I've always wanted to do, things like that. Um, and where that also comes in to what P.A. Polly was saying about asexual relation, uh, people is their brains don't work like yours do mr mvt where they see a person they aren't automatically attracted to them they aren't automatically judging them about whether or not they are attracted to them in a sexual way it's more of a compatibility it's more of a companion it's more of like that deep emotional connection to someone and then after that maybe maybe they can get close to them and that's just they're wired a little bit differently um I've had a couple friends that way and breaking through the barriers are a big thing with them but they are emotional and mental barriers they are not physical wow as opposed to other people so again they benefit from the non-escalator relationships because it's a pick your own adventure something that you know getting to that point of sex in one relationship 
is not the same when you're an asexual person getting to the point where you can confide in that person where you can share everything about yourself with someone that's a big thing yeah there's much yeah. more emotional intimacy the emotional intimacy is like is a huge deal um for people who are like in that asexual uh kind of dynamic or orientation i guess would be the better better word for it all right cool hey guys real quick we have Delma morris on skype i think we're gonna try and get her in are you with us hello there we go hey can you hear Yay. us all right cool i think we had you muted and i didn't realize that we had you muted My can you bad. can you hear us I can hear you. Okay, can cool. You Excellent. Outstanding. Yeah, we, we hear you yeah. great. What do you got? I, I know you've been on. I know you've been on hold since before the show started. So, I mean, God love you. That's been forty-five fucking minutes. <laughs> Battery's gonna die. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know mine is. <laughs> what do you got to add? Chime in. Uh, well, the one thing I was thinking of was just that the the term non-escalator re- relationship sounds to me a lot like. Other terms I've heard throughout my life, such as um, friends with benefits, casual relationship, non-committed relationship, a fling, stuff like that, or a summer relationship. It it's it's kind of a catch-all term for all of right. those things. Again, it's it's right. one of those things that you got to be careful with those terms because not all of them apply. Um, I've been trying very very hard not to see things in terms of the labels because they limit. But I think in guideline, you're probably closer. Yeah, I, I think they all fall in the. <laughs> I think they all fall in the in that category. In that you know they're non-escalator relationships, but. I think friends with benefits is a hell of a lot different than, you know, one, any any one of the other categories you may have mentioned. How? Give, give me one of the other ones. Oh, well, just just friends with benefits and non-escalator relationship. No, I, I think friends with benefits lands in the non-escalator relationship category. That's I think, pretty broad. I think, I think the friends with benefits might not necessarily land with the other things that you mentioned. Summer fling. Summer fling. Okay, yeah, or non-committed relationship. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think friends with benefits if, is a if, type of non-committed relationship. Yes, and and for, and not a summer fling is a non-committed relationship, a type of non-committed relationship. And what was the other one you just said? Um, good question. It, you, There's it, three. It, it was friends with <laughs> benefits, summer fling, and um, non-committed relationship. Non-committed relationship. So it, I, I think all three of those things can be very easily described as well, different entities that all land under non-escalator. I actually because I because a summer fling. Like, I mean, you could look at a, a person who's a summer fling, and that's that's the person that you're going to be with for the summer. That's kind of a monogamous relationship for the duration of a certain amount of time. But, but it's not going to go any it's, further. It's not going any further, so that's where that stops. A friends with benefits is that's just an open door. That's like swinger without being married, you know. And what was the other one again? Just general <laughs> non-committed. Yeah, just non-committed. That's just a booty call. I, I think all not three of those things are different. I I wouldn't call non-committed relationship a booty call though. Maybe bless you. Um, bless you. Because a booty call could be just like a one-time. One time thing. Sure, a booty call can be a one night stand. I think a I think a a booty call can be a one night stand. It doesn't have to be. 
Yeah, most people. Um, yeah, booty call. Booty, booty, booty call could be a friends with benefits situation. Booty yeah. calls is a relationship. <laughs> I was going to say I most booty be. calls that I'm aware of are like the. I don't think it has to be. Friends with benefits. Uh, I don't think it has to be. I think it I mean, could if be. you're exchanging numbers, it could be a one night stand for a half. See now, see, I would use a different term for that, but again, I got to be careful because labels kill. I would call that a fling. It all depends on... A fling on... would be like one time. That's right. what I'm saying. It all Booty depends calls. on expectations. Ooh, a summer fling isn't a one-time thing. That's a one-summer thing. You're Is using it? You're using the term of summer Is as a it? time frame. Because you could always just go back to the same place and run into the same person and start it all over again. Right. I, think we're, be, I think we're arguing semantics seasonal. here is the point. I agree. I think we're arguing semantics. I think they're. I think they're all kind of like the same. Yeah, I, I, I think they all land under non-escalator relationship because we're not talking about getting engaged. We're not talking about getting married. We're not talking about moving in and buying a house. We're not talking about being exclusive. We're not talking about introducing parents. Although, I think you can introduce parents if if, yeah. that's, I, if that's the communication. I, I wanna, yeah. I want to touch on what you said about being exclusive. I don't think a non-escalator relationship has to be an open relationship. I think it can be exclusive. Sure. Sure, yeah. I can agree with that. What do you what do you think? Yeah, PA probably. Yeah, this, I is, mean, this is I don't, this is your we're in your domain. Yeah, I, no, no, what's your what's your what's well, no, your question I, I think that she's probably right. I mean, it can be a Monogamous. Yeah, it can be monogamous, but once you start getting into monogamy, that's one of the big things in an escalator relationship. Yeah. Is that you know? like the first gate? No, that would be like the hey, rather than dating like five or six people, I'm just you're in going the terminal, to- but you're on that long flat escalator that goes to the next <laughs> that goes to the next terminal. That's, rather that's the than <laughs> like rather than dating five or six people, you decide that this is just going to be I'm going to exclusively see you, but we don't. Necessarily, yeah, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. So I mean, it can be. Panelonies. Yeah, I think it all comes right back to that. Pick your own adventure between two people. You decide what that relationship is. You decide whether or not it's exclusive. You decide right. how much kink you bring into it, how many people you bring into it, or in what capacity. Yeah, like because you know, some some polyamorous couples don't know the other partners some do some hang out all together and some don't she's so spot on there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of room in there like i said pick your own adventure do whatever you want do whatever <laughs> feels right yeah and communicate with your partner and decide on stuff like that i think we need to be careful with the terminology if it's not going anywhere uh that's that is very uh, honestly if i heard that that would be almost judgmental um I think it always goes somewhere, like like it's been said earlier. It's communication that tells you where you're going, and what you're doing. Um, so it, instead of the traditional goal that you would have in a, in a traditional escalator relationship, it it's the the goal is whatever you make you, you it choose so, yeah. as partners as as your grouping. I love the terminology. Choose your own adventure. Yeah. That works really so I have well. A question. Go ahead. We're talking about we're talking about escalator relationships having a goal and non-escalator relationships not having a goal. Can an escalator relationship turn into an escalator relationship after a certain period of time if both partners decide, well, hey, what if we want this to go somewhere up instead of just like growing up um, instead of us growing out, like Mr. MBT said earlier. Why not? Yeah, I don't no. see why not. It's it's it comes down to kind of what is the negotiated state of the relationship. You know, it's it's something that both people would would have to agree on. And there's also the issue of so even within what could be considered, you know, 
non-escalator relationships. So uh, I'm trying to think of a, a way to, to, to put it. If you have uh, a dom who has multiple submissives who are collared, I mean, that is that is the relationship. Mm-hmm. It may not be a sexual relationship with all of the subs, but it's kind of this is the this is the direction that we're going yeah. in. This is the, the here's the understanding. Yeah, here's the understanding. Mm-hmm. This is where we're headed. So that would be an escalator relationship. Yeah, it could be. So then, my follow up question is: If a non-escalator relationship becomes an escalator relationship, does that um, negate whether or not it was ever a non-escalator relationship? Like, does it cancel that out? No, because you just have you've just agreed to a different situation. Right. Where things get complicated is what does that do in terms of particularly if you're someone who's in an, an open relationship or polyamorous, what does that change from non-escalator to an escalator relationship do to the other relationships? Assuming there are things. Yeah, assuming yeah. that there assuming. are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like if if I were not married um, and I were dating, you know, several people and decided at some point to propose to one of them, that would change. It could. Well, probably would change the dynamic between the other ones. Um, I mean, it shouldn't because I, it gets really complicated because you start getting into stuff about um, hierarchical kind of relationships where you have you are putting more value on one type of relationship over another for kind of non-practical reasons you know like my wife and i have a relationship that's different from my other partners first i mean longevity is part of it but also where we have like shared financial commitments and and that kind of stuff there's nothing that prevents other relationships that either she or i have from moving into those kind of, um, you know, those type of arrangements. Like if I or she ended up having another nesting partner, somebody who lived at the house with us, mm-hmm. um, that would change, you know, just kind of how things worked. Right. All right, cool. Hey, guys, um, how, how close are we to break? Over. We're yeah. over? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Um, you know what? We're going to go to break real quick. And then when we come back, I think we have the PA Harrisburg Poly Group uh, that has just called in. They like they finished their podcast and they're getting ready to jump in on board on ours. <coughs> so we're going to go to break for three minutes, three and a half minutes. We'll come back. We'll have more of the non-escalator relationships. We'll get their feedback. Um, we'll have some more feedback in studio. Stay, hang out with us. Uh, K101 Podcast. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the non Trist K101 Podcast with Mr. NVT. Oh, I'm very wet. Mm, toys. Now my jeans don't fit. Yeah, pull them pants down. Size does not matter. Yeah, dick. Woo! K101. Now a word from our sponsors. There for men. Use it anyway. Just do it! Shaved testicles make me smile. Shaved testicles make me smile, too. I am wet, horny, and ready to fuck. I will do whatever it is that you want. K101. Boobies! Yay! 
The K101 podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of 18 are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now. And we're back. Hey, guys, thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 podcast. We are getting close to the end. But not there yet. Um, I am your host, Mr. Non Vanilla Trist. I am joined by my lovely wife, Non Vanilla Trist, and my chair of honor tonight, KMFD Mike, over in the penis gallery, Cersei and Knotts, PA Polly, Alpha Rogue, Panelonis Desperado, just left studio. Finished her already. Chapin is over <clears throat> in the chat area. However, we do not have a live chat tonight, but we do have Skype callers this evening. So she's running that. And Sal's running our barnyard. Come in my mouth. <laughs> mm. that's, that's what he was waiting to play. All right. Yeah. Um, we're having a great conversation tonight Spot about look. non-escalator relationships. Uh, PA Polly is schooling us, and i got to be honest, I'm enjoying the lesson. Uh, before we dive back into it, I wanted to make sure everybody knows, join us on nonvanillatrist.com. You can go to our weekly blog post, find all of the blogs for the video podcasts uh, in there. Also, if you go to the K101 podcast archives you can check us out we're on stitcher and itunes now so search for us on those two things uh you can get us there uh if you're looking for us on twitter go to the about us page at mr underscore nvt at silly kitten 815 at kmfd mike 102 uh at wall street 711 and i say that because he's chimed in to the call hello hey wall street you cheater. Putting his head up and screaming in the background. Such a cheater. He's in a non-escalated relationship. He's in a non-escalated relationship. The fucker's over there on the other side of this goddamn county. Just tell us. My podcast had pizza. Did your podcast have pizza? My podcast had alcohol. So did mine. Well, I'm here. Freaking teetotaler. I had beer. All right, look. Did you have cinnamon you know roll beer? No, really what it had was, are you ready? You know what their podcast had that our podcast didn't have tonight? They had their house. Wall Street ah. and pretty tied up work. They did the podcast that they were you in. You didn't have to go anywhere else. They were like, yeah, fuck those guys. I get to stay home and do a podcast. Sold American. Podcasting cats, hell yeah. Uh, Dude, we missed you tonight. We had a great show tonight. And we had a great show last week that we did live uh, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we're having a great next week. So you've been listening in? We're, Have you been? Do you know what we're talking about? We're uh, now, not now. really. Ours actually just wrapped up about like twenty minutes ago, so we had to say our goodbyes. So I'm just now tuning in. I also know I didn't do my homework, so I haven't read the uh, I haven't read the articles. So I'm actually doing that as we speak. All right. Okay. So shut the hell up. We well, got you people know what we're ed- talking about, right? The non-escalator <laughs> relationships. I mean, I know I know what they are. I just yeah, I have not heard any of the conversation, so I'll I'll keep my mouth shut and listen. All right. Cool. Uh, is Domo Memora still with us? Well, I think so. She yeah. was here a second ago. Yeah, she was here a second ago. I'm just I'm looking over into the into the tech room. Into tech room, tech room, tech room, tech room. Can I smell it? <laughs> it. She should be. You know, it's funny when you hit that sounder. We all go. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. That was just Sal pushing ah! the button again. 
<laughs> Stop making fun of my cackle. It was pretty interesting, if I if I may speak. Um, we were arguing a little bit over semantics over break. Um, there was a little bit of a confusion. Did you guys want to elaborate? No, hang on. Before we do that, sure, sure. Um, K101 podcast, nominalistress.com, like I said. Uh, on the off chance you haven't learned yet, please download the, the K101 podcast for your audio files. You can download our podcast on Stitcher, and you can download our podcast on the iTunes now. Searchable K101 podcast or the nonvanillatrist K101 podcast. Knock yourselves out. Uh, Sal and I are working on getting the podcast audio cast with a player on the website. Mm, We're mm. working on it. No promises as to when it's going to fucking happen because uh, I can't do that. Because we don't have enough pages. I don't have that kind of math in my head. <laughs> but, but we're working on it. I don't do any math. Well, fireworks as it stands right now. Stitcher, iTunes. If you can't watch the show or you don't want to sit down and watch the show in front of your TV to be able to hear what we have, you can go to Stitcher. You can go to iTunes. You can download the podcast, put it on your phone, listen to it at at your leisure, and then come back. You know, the following week. Because that's the other announcement. We're doing the show every week now. Guys, come on in here every single Wednesday. There's a new show. Okay. I love you. So sorry. We had a discussion during break concerning um, semantics, really. Um, Did you guys want to elaborate on that at all as to to what you were talking about? Because that was was a conversation on its own. Oh, I was just saying in general that I was like, the the terms themselves are like blowing... Or just really messing with my head because I'm like I did not know this was a term I'm, and me being me I'm fairly new to this and I just love learning anyway so I'm like there are these terms that I keep hearing and I'm like I never knew that was a thing apparently but you did mention umbrella yeah. umbrella term yeah so non-escalator relationship is more of an umbrella term it's not a specific thing so not it would encompass- I would say it's specific it just it's specific and in- Encompasses a lot of different things. That's yeah. That's a good way to put it. So uh, a, a non-escalator relationship could be a swinging relationship. It could be a polyamorous relationship. It could be really anything that falls outside of the um, we're gonna like we're gonna date. Norms. Yeah, the social norms. Okay. Mainstream. Yeah, and there are there are different flavors of what that's gonna look like. Um, like different styles of polyamory, different types of swinging, different, you know. So, I mean, it's really what it is, is it's kind of a generic way to talk about something that's just really different than what people are used to. Mm-hmm. Than societal norms. Yeah, than societal okay. norms. And what you see on the on the television. On the TV, on the telly. On your programs. On the telly. Yeah, because you mentioned societal oh. norms, and I was like, this is interesting because I'm coming from hippie parents. That, well, the song, you know, Papa was a Rolling Stone, that was my dad. So, I'm like, my version of, like, what a relationship is or what love is, is not a societal norm at all. Because I'm like, no, you just do what you do, and that's whatever. But to actually hear a term to it is what blows my mind, because I'm like, I've never heard that term, and I'm almost 40, 
But anyways, yeah. I'm just don't speak I've never like it's a bad term, term hon. I'm about okay. a decade almost beyond it. I was gonna it, say, so. I'm almost, some of us yeah. are further down the road than okay, others. Okay, so. fine. Well, it's been an amazing experience for me because I've had to pick up a whole new glossary of what yeah. the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I'm, I'm be dictionary and truth. Okay, so our side, and I'm like, we're so much older than you. Can you imagine all the new terms we had to learn? Yeah, I'm just new terms in general, and I, I like to think I'm an open enough person. Ooh. Obviously, there, meeting. There, there the Webster's, and now there's web stars, web steers, web steramas. It's like we have so <laughs> many dictionaries at this point we have to learn. <laughs> For me, it's just like I like to think I'm an open person. And I met so many people from different backgrounds that I'm like, yeah, Urban I'm open. Webby. It's just, it gets crazy. <laughs> I don't know what the gang Well, it sounds are, like you're stop. just going through your journey. So if you were. <clears throat> I mean, part if you of it were is in going hippie land that. or wherever you consider yourself to be, this is just another segment, another another path. Jesus Christ. Wow. Part of it is the journey, but the terms is what throws me off because I'm like, oh, I've I get this aspect of this or oh I've experienced this I was like wait that's a term because that's been like a thing right. for like 15 years right that's we're what's just putting a off. label on it like we yeah, put labels like on everything else he's saying about else. how he wants to watch yeah. labels and I'm like there's a fucking label what when well, what's kind of funny is that it's also very different learning styles. My my wife is very much the same way. Like, I'll sit down and read all kinds of stuff to try and figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. And she just goes out and she's like, yeah, here's what I'm going to do. And it, it works out. They, you know, both of our approaches work. It's just right. they're just very different approaches. Like, okay. I like to be able to put a word on something so I can describe it to other people. Um, also, I'm right. kind of really nerdy like that so <laughs> it's kind of what I'm into I figured out your name yay yeah. look at me White nerdy. My nerdy. Nerd. Nerd. Just, this is totally off topic but what do you do for a living out of curiosity uh, I work in politics Okay. Um, so I do. I was lots just trying to make that stuff. connection. Yeah. You know, like you want to put something in writing. And yeah, you know. yeah. I do a lot of a lot of different stuff, economic policy. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me to have words is very that's important. A, yeah, that's where I was making that. Hey, hey, hold up, Domo, are you are you looking to say something? Uh, I not right now. I just want to know if you can hear me. Yes, okay. I yes. can hear you. Yep. Excellent. That's. Perfect. All right. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. Sorry. Hey, guys, uh, just a little chance. You ever call into the show and you're not sure if we can hear you? Fucking talk out loud so we know. That you can. <laughs> just do it. Or, 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 type in the, or type in the chat and be like, hey, can you hear me? And then, you know, someone will answer. Because if you don't fucking talk, we're just going to keep talking. Because <laughs> we're noisy like that. Because we're noisy. I, you were saying about labels and what other people use and etc. My daughters remind me constantly that I know nothing. And that essentially every single label <laughs> well, that comes down the pike, yeah, they have they have they use new acronyms. I'm like going, What? What the what what the hell does that mean? And I say the word hell because it's scary. Because like there's I'm not cool anymore. And, and no, obviously I'm not. Well, you are. So if the, you say hell in front of your kids. Hell, hell, hell. Um, so I guess it's also a, an ability to learn is is part of the is the key because if someone does decide that they're going to use a terminology to be able to say, hey, I'm really sorry. I don't understand what it is that you just said and it's not being dumb it's being vulnerable yeah. it's saying that I wish to know what it is that you know do you yeah, you're mind not stupid. You're explaining ignorant of the what it is that you just yeah. said well and that's really I mean that's a really good 
corollary to the kink community too because you can have two yeah. people saying using the same word but meaning two completely different things That's for true. example for example which is why it's um, important to define our terms right mm -hmm. So, for example, one of my favorite this examples... Is why we should label them KMFD. Mike. I don't like labels. Oh. I'm sorry. I won't use them. One of my favorite examples is suspension. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you can have suspension, which is rope suspension. Yeah. Or you can have suspension, which is hook suspension, where you're actually no. physically putting a hook through the person's no. flesh and picking them up off the ground. I, I know somebody wrong, who's... Wrong, wrong, No, no. Wrong, I know someone who does that. Wrong. I know and, a couple people that do that. I, I know someone who does that, and she swears by it being awesome. I would do that. I would, like, too. I, I don't... Motherfuck! I, I, I just... I remember seeing it oh, going... Oh, that kind of stuff. She fucking did that? That's oh. actually one of the things that's on my bucket list. Yeah? Really? Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. I, like, it's been something that I've wanted to do for a decade. Really? really? Yeah. I actually might be able to help you out and connect you to people that can cool. okay. do that. Yeah, I, I can help you out. With I would love to be able to help you out with here. that. I, I know people who have done it, so I know that they know people who are good at it. Yeah, yeah. Because I've known a couple I, people I that can't say it. that I know the person that did it. Yeah. I can just say that I know the person who had it done to them. Yeah, so, and the people who are following along can't see what I look like, but I am very much into, like, body modification and, and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. It's just You all, can't tell by looking at you. No. Not at all, not at all. No. I do need to clarify something. Uh, when I say labels, obviously we need labels to communicate. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about labels as definitions. I don't accept to, to look at any one person and say that they are simply and only the label that I offer you. To me, that's limiting. But to communicate, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Um, so that's that's what I mean by who. That's what I mean. Nice. <laughs> you, you don't like that just the label. Show me what you're saying. In. She's cutting in and out. She was saying something. Yeah, go. Don't go. Mike, you're talking about using uh, labels as guidelines or conversation starters instead of um, the, like, when you say definitions, your limitations. Your well, what yes, what I mean by that is like, um, again, this is sort of related, but not. I, I don't want to call myself a dominant because there's times where I'm not dominant. Um, so to call myself a dominant at all times, I can't. I can't say that that's terribly accurate. I'm Mike Krellen, and I'm capable of many, many different really? aspects. Yeah, that's my name after Cam Anthony Mike's little side of guy. I can't drink, drink. That's just died so. Nice try. Tasty, tasty stuff. For you, Mike, dominant would be kind of a guideline as opposed to um, an all of. Uh, an all-encompassing definition. There's an all. There's there's aspects of domination that I enjoy. There's aspects of of swing that I enjoy. There's aspects of of switch that I enjoy. Um, I'm not going to label myself and, and put myself in a corner box by saying that I'm one thing or another. That's what I mean by by non-label. Yeah, and I'm I'm I can. I was having a conversation with somebody this morning about. Okay, so what does it actually mean? Like. Here is what my experience is. That does not make me a sadist, but I still like certain parts of it. And maybe huh. that is the most non-escalator thing that anyone can do, is to take those labels and chuck them out the window and say, I'm going to choose my own path and choose how things go through communicating with everybody else that you work with and, and, and that you decide to be with. Ha, ha. Very good. <laughs> put your foot down, KMFD Mike. 
Thank you, me, sir. For me, I Ish. know that the labels really help. Like, I am a masochist. I am a little. Hey, Mike am... is not interested in your help. He's interested in not having labels, so his life is easier for everyone. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just fucking with him. Go ahead, Tomo. I'm sorry. We, we call him cocksucker. You're just so noisy. I like labels. I, I am more than one thing. Me too, hon. Me too. Okay. So I... I guess... I guess I don't know where I'm going with this. Then if we... if we, we I guess we can all be different. And now I'm rambling. I think it's kind of late. No, no, sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. Don't I put say a, that out loud. Sal will agree with you and then want to close us up and send us all home. You can't I, ever I put say a big that on the show. Bumper on this. Go um, on, but, go. But it's it's um, you know in terms of you know being escalator or non-escalator, escalating relationships have labels. You have goals. You have agendas. You have things to which you're trying to accomplish. And if you didn't accomplish them, you're a failure. Which is why I agree with. Uh, Mr. MVT, that's why the divorce rate is at 51%, because there's so many ways that this is failing, because there's just not any individuality that's allowed in 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 in, in claiming escalator-style relationships. Here, here's where I'm going to go. Can you expand that, Mike? I'm sorry, say again, I'm sorry? Can you expand on what you mean by there's no individuality, individuality allowed in in escalator type relationships um what i meant by that is that there's each of us at least i have and i'll speak for myself i'm divorced because i believed in an escalator style relationship i believe that at age 23 24 that i needed to fall in love with a particular woman that i needed to and it had to be a woman and it had to be someone to whom paid enough attention to me i needed to be able to get married a year and a half after being with them because that's what i was told was supposed to happen I was supposed to be married to them. And then after that, I was rebellious and I waited to have children. But I still needed to have children and I still needed to join a church. I needed to become a mason. I needed to do everything that basically society chose for me to be able to do. To me, that was my escalator. That was my following the rules that somebody else put in front of me and said, this is what I needed to do. When I got divorced, I recognized that that elevator was an illusion. That was something that someone else told me was what I was supposed to do and then at that point I couldn't follow it anymore because it limited me it limited what I can do and what I can't do so I, at that point I became a non-escalator relationship oriented individual I can totally so, um, relate to that so what, what you does just that said have to do with individuality though I, you said um, kind of all-encompassing there's no individuality in escalator type relationships. So you mean just for you then? I, I have like to a, think, you're right. It is just for me. I can't okay. speak for you. I can't speak for That's anybody it. else in this room. Although there are individuals to whom I've known who will collaborate with my story. Okay. I think we're talking about... That's loud. Instead of escalator in that term, it's the societal society accepted traditional... Yeah. St- Norm. This is the path you're on. Right. This is the correct yeah. path. Right. Yeah. As opposed to any other path. Right. Yeah, yeah, we, we had this conversation this week. We had someone who went to, what was it, a baby shower? Yes. And they were like, yeah, yeah. oh, God. 
It's like I hate going to these things. It's like, you don't like going to baby shower? She goes, no, I don't. Because when I go, I inevitably get all of the same questions. And it's fucking annoying. Do you have children? When are children? you going to do when it? Oh, wait have children. your kids. Then you'll, then you'll understand. You'll change your mind. When you, yeah. Yes, you'll change your mind and all of that shit. And <sighs> no. No, you you don't get to you don't get to put your shit on me. You don't. Yeah. The only way I can relate to that is with trying food that I know I don't like, like baked beans. Oh, you haven't had my baked beans. You'll love them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had them with bacon? <laughs> May I interject, uh, people? Absolutely. All right, I wasn't sure if you could hear me. So, KMFT Mike, I'm not sure if this is something you were inferring or not, but you talk about give them what in, for. You talk about labels in, in escalator relationships. I, I would comment that um, labels in non-escalator relationships can be important and add value as well. Um, just because you're not following that traditional step, um, I think at least for me personally, and maybe it's a hang-up, maybe it's not. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. And P.A. Pauly, if you could add your thoughts on this as well. Well, he, he's I'm ready. I'm assuming the, you feel the same way. That, that microphone's by his face. He's ready. He's geared up. Um I need to know where I stand in relationships. Even if it's not in the same place, I need to know what position I'm in. I need to know what that label is because that's what gives me peace of mind. You need a marker to know where you're starting from, where you're ending at. Okay. I can relate. And it doesn't necessarily need to be sequential order, but I think I need to know. I think the term PA Polly used was hierarchical, which is a big word, by the way. I'm glad you know that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, when he shows up here next time, you can stomp around on the floor. He's got 10 inches. You'll probably hey, hit his dick hey, eventually. Hit it somewhere. So. Can, can, let me give you, can I give you an example? Do we have time for story time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, quickly. All right. Story time Wall Street. <laughs> Once upon a time. <laughs> Once upon a time in the magical land of Wall Street. Chris Kingdom. You had um, 97 seconds. Really? Is that it? Until we go to break. We're, do it to it. On your mark, set, go. Yeah, Use your time, wife. Do it all the fucking time. <laughs> uh, all right, just making sure you're on the same page. Yeah, fuck you. All right, so... <laughs> Just tell the host, wow. fuck you. Yeah, that works. Wow. You were saying. So, all right. So I was meeting with a potential partner, we'll call that, today. And, and when I tell you the story, you'll understand why I say potential partner. Gotcha. Um, it's someone we all know, but I'm not going to mention their name out of privacy. Um, but we started having a conversation probably about a week ago. Uh, and this individual never considered themselves polyamorous. Definitely open relationship, definitely monogamish, um, but never sort of full poly. And she's never had a second partner per se. Um, so we had that conversation of sort of what would it look like if we were to be quote unquote a thing. And um, she laid out sort of what her expectations were and I laid out what my expectations were. And we, we decided we would try to spend some more time with each other to see sort of where it went. So anyway, we, uh, we met earlier today and we kind of had a nice heart heart to heart and what this individual told me was you know all the things that you're looking for how is that any different than what we've been doing this whole time um and and my response was it's not but for lack of a better term i need to put a label on it um and i think putting a label on it to me depending upon i mean for all relationships it comes down to the term i used was emo well actually she used it emotional investment 
Um, how emotionally invested are you in this relationship? Um, are you a lot, are you little, or somewhere in between? Mm. And the conversation we had was that I'm more emotionally invested than she is, which is fine, and we're gonna see where that goes, and that's great, but the point is now I know where we stand. Um, I, I don't work well with guesswork and assumptions. Um, I don't necessarily need to be where I wanna be at all times, but I need to know where I'm going, and I need to know how far it is till we get there. Cool. I, I understand. Yeah, and I, I, I'm very much in the same kind of boat. Um, like, there are, you know, some polyamorous people who use the word friend for everyone. And oh, friend yeah. can mean this is someone who I live with. You know, this is a, this is someone. <laughs> the way we do that is, this is my friend. Or this is my friend. <laughs> yeah. And when you see the two fingers, yeah. that means it's that many. person's vanilla. Don't fucking say shit to them. Oh, okay. But <laughs> this yeah. is a this is a this is a friend. You say whatever you want to my friend. This is a friend. <laughs> Don't say shit to this asshole. Well, but 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 friend can also mean to those same people. This is someone who I. This is someone who I live with. This is someone who I'm just having sex with. This is really just somebody who we hang out and play video games. Is it their business? Yeah. But this is well, but that's the, the you're. We're talking about labels, right? It, so it, for it's me, a label. for me, having a understanding of what someone's relationship is to me is important important so i actually yeah. just had this conversation today with somebody are are you know would you you know is friend the right word for what we are are we right. partners are we you know boyfriend and girlfriend what do you how what are you but comfortable they, I think calling it goes back this? to communication does it not yeah oh, it absolutely you does. have that communication yeah. and once that once that communication is set that's what it is until you guys decide to change it right yeah but so, so having a word for it's important for me it yeah, is so, for some people right. it's so not. you see KMFD Mike, labels are important. If you Fucker. love it, put a label on it. Shut your face. If you love it, put a label on it. <laughs> Sorry? So, so I was Beyonce. Holly, first off, thank you for, for not making me feel like I'm alone in this. Uh, Mr. RedBT, I would say, you know, that whole does it matter to other people. No, it doesn't. I don't give a shit what other people think. I, what? I give then why use the label? I give a shit what I think and what my partner thinks. Like, I need to know me and that other person are on the same page. Like I had a conversation with another partner of mine who I've been seeing for a significant amount of time. And I remember we were just lying in bed cuddling. And I, I said to this individual, I said, do you consider me one of your partners? And her response was absolutely like, why do you ask? And I said, I, I just needed reassurance. Like it's not so the rest of the world knows it's it's again i don't necessarily need to be where i want to be in a relationship maybe i want to be deeper or not as deep that's what she said um but the nice. point is i need to know where i, need to know where I, I am. love that wall street not even in studio goes oh i know what they're doing over there <laughs> so basically you're just I saying need you need a validation i need to know where i am and if i'm not where i want to be i need to know how to get there i, I, I think I, 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 I to be honest i i think Everybody to a point needs validation. I think yeah. everybody to a point needs that reassurance. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not getting that reassurance, whether it's an escalator relationship or a non-escalator relationship, you have to have that communication that, hey, my feelings yeah. fucking matter. It doesn't have to be they matter and therefore they build upon building upon building upon building and then make this whole huge thing no, that we're getting to. No, what I was saying to. was basically there was a difference between the validation and the label. 
because that's what was the argument was. Yes, some yes. people need absolutely. an yes. label and some people don't. But he's saying he needs more of a validation, not necessarily a label. Correct. And yeah. and what's there again? There's we're we're dealing with a couple things. What what is an escalator relationship? An escalator relationship is defining through labels where it is yeah. that you're supposed to be and when. If you all of a sudden are throwing that into a non-escalator relationship, you're just making yeah. another escalator. Well, no, no, well, you know. Yes, yeah, suck on that, I, PA Polly. <laughs> no, because here's the th- here's yeah. If communication's the key, right? Then what you're trying to do is to be free to be able to what to be what it is you want to be, and then communicate it. How you communicate that? You're gonna need to use a label, right? Yeah. And and but what that makes you is you you need to be free from the label when you don't wish to use it. Yes. And there's not a there's not a defined. It, this isn't Google Maps. Correct. Like this isn't there's not turn by turn directions on how to get there. This is you know it's a it's a very different situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, 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 you are applying some of the same principles of. You know, these are things that are important to both of us. You know, we're not necessarily looking at it as these are the things that the outside world says should be important to our relationship. These yeah. are the things that the participants in the relationship say are important. Correct. Exactly. Exactly what I was just going to say is, uh, yeah. like KMFD Mike, you said um, something about where we're supposed to be. I think it's. Yeah. Um, I think. It's there's a difference between labeling where we're supposed to be in a relationship versus where we are now in a relationship. And I think if I I may add, what makes the whole process that much more fucking difficult is that because it's not a traditional style of relationship, you're not all working towards the same goal. You know, KMFD Mike, to your point, you know, you meet a woman, you get married, you have kids, blah, 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 blah relationships in, in, in sort of the poly arena, some of them may stop, some of them may go all the way to marriage. Some of them may stop straight at sex. And a lot of them, I think, fall somewhere in between. So you don't just need to know where you are. You also need to know where is this going? Where do we want to stop? And, and where do we feel like we need to move forward? I, I'm going to disagree with you, but that's a personal thing. Well, you, you can be wrong. It's fine. Yeah. You're, 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 allowed to, you're allowed to cheat on us. It's okay, brother. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, right? We're allowed to disagree. Well, I, think he brought, I think he brought C4 this time. I'm pretty sure it was C4. Yeah. Ba-boom. <laughs> I, you know, I just want to say, I don't know if you saw, but Pretty Tied Up had a post the other day about uh, gay rights. And let me tell you, yes. she brought the kerosene this time. It exploded on her feed. I had nothing to do with it. But wow. Yeah, well, it got who's offended fast. by gay rights? Hey, Jeez. dude, blind squirrels find a nut. It's fine. Yeah. Oof. I understand. She grew up in Pennsylvania. Oh, that, that video. That video. It was an excellent post, I have to say. The key yeah. to making labels work is to not have expectations mm-hmm. when it comes to the label. If you're if you're calling yourself a a particular X, it is what does that X mean in terms of what the other person hears? And I'm not sure that yeah. that we can 100% say 
that everybody agrees on every label as it as explanations have been given on the word yeah, friend. I, I think I think that's the argument here is is you can sit there and complain about labels all day long, all night long, and we can sit here and say, you know what, no, we need to have labels so we can at least have a starting point as to we can identify as to where you land on the spectrum, whether it's one way or the other. But but right now we live in a cultural time where you you assign a label to somebody Someone else hears what that label is, and they've automatically assumed so much shit it about limits, you. It very much limits and, what you and, can and what you can do. And I, I think that's something that we need to start getting away from. Because, oh, I agree. Because as a as a Republican, as a as a as a Libertarian, I go. There are plenty of things that I think are socially completely fine. Don't ask my government to pay for shit, but. But yeah, and, who gives a fuck? And, and that's and that's where I go. You know, hey. It, Look, I think those things are, are they're, do what you need to do. I don't care. Just don't ask my tax dollars to pay for it. Ha! Fuck it! <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you, so, Sal. So in this alternative relationship, it's a label as a starting point, not a label as the end-all, be-all limitation. Correct. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly because, what it is. Because That's unless, the truth. unless we've had that intimate conversation as to what that label actually means for me, right. you don't get to ultimately define what it is based upon the label. And in that respect, I completely agree with right. IMFT Mike. Yeah. My label doesn't define me. Right. I define me. Right. The label and, gives yeah. you a starting point, and, and, and then and, you can ask questions from there. And I think there. that's KMFT Mike's point, is that so often labels are the finishing point, yeah. well, that, whereas yeah. that, yeah. Part, that part's wrong. The, the I, I, think, I think we can all agree on that. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, and Cersei, yeah. I, I would add, label, labels can change. They don't need to be permanent. You know, if you are sure. in a certain really? in a relationship and you are labeled as X, that's not to say you can't be Y if you and your partner both agree upon that. If you want to have that conversation the value of labels again it all comes back to where do we stand at this moment not where do we stand forever right. just where are we right now we need to be careful about expectations when it comes to labels and and we need to be careful as to where we are in communication and saying that labels can change right and and one of the advantages i think in the in in poly type relationships is that the expectation is well i mean if you're going to be successful at having a, a poly type relationship the expectation is that you are going to continuously be communicating those things when you're in kind of the the monogamous you know the the opposite you should be continuously communicating those things but generally you're not um, you know, and I mean, I could speak from personal experience. I've found, you know, I've noticed that there are things that I am now doing differently in my relationship with my wife as a result of differences that I'm encountering in relationships with other people where it's just like, hey, I should have been doing this, but I wasn't. I want, I want to interrupt. You, you've talked about your wife more than once, more than twice. Where the fuck is she? She works at night. <sighs> this is bullshit. I know, right? Let your wife know that we don't we don't appreciate that. I I will tell her. Like, damn it. Okay. Just, just I'll I'll make sure. Damn it. Like that. Pa Polly. Be like, hey. Joseph, damn it. Or Mr. NVT, whoever Sorry. whoever it was. God yeah, goddamn it. it. Went. 
<laughs> PA Polly. Damn like it. I would be like that. I've been in the lifestyle now since probably 2010. 2011 and I've noticed because I've been watching that there are patterns that that people in the kink community and now I notice that people in the poly community use to be able to move their relationships to be able to define where it's going on and the pattern it, it it it's it's not as big of an escalator, but it's kind <laughs> of an escalator, and it, it uses those particular elements to be able to climb up and say where they are in terms of the generic. Initially, I thought I was all dominant. I thought there was nothing in me but dominant. I was immature in my lifestyle. I chose a different path by saying that that's not something that that I can do. So, Dom, are you still with us? Cam. Do you have anything else to add? Um, Mike, you said uh, you're saying um, that dominant, being a dominant, is a ladder someone needs to climb. Which I would disagree with that. I would disagree that labels like dominant or submissive, say the so masochist, um, things like that. I would disagree that they're ladders and rather um, a spectrum where it's horizontal movement, not vertical movement like mr nbc was saying earlier growth not growth upwards but growth outwards the only thing i was bringing up was patterns but i see i see your reasoning semantics just semantics okay there i people are we have certain hard wiring where we're going to try and create order um, so yeah, I mean, for the most part, 95% of people look at things and your patterns are going to develop just because they do. So yeah, I'm going to agree with you. You're, you're going to see the same, you're going to see similar things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the context is really different and it's the context that matters. And I think the end game is different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 Podcast. We will be back next week on the 19th. Just to, you know, get into the whole new thing. Uh, I, I think we're good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. I, I Thank really you, like Polly. Show. Thank like, you so much. I like this show a lot. P.A. Polly, that was a fantastic well fucking show. And, and way to take and, my and, criticism, bro. Yeah, well done. I, 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 no, I, I wouldn't even say he took criticism. I think he took, he just took questions. Like, hey, we, we challenge you on this. And he was like, yeah, I fucking got your shit. <laughs> Yeah, well done. Well done. I pull my big ass cock out and it goes <laughs> and I have to move my phone so he can see it. Look, motherfucker! And he goes, Yes, it's very, not matter. it's very scary. Champagne in a hot tub. <laughs> well done. Well it was done. more like butter in a toothpick. It's butter. <laughs> Guys, thanks for hanging out with the K10 podcast. Uh if you're if you're looking for more information on the show. Always go back to our website, nonvanillatrust.com. Uh, if you're looking for any particular week, uh, the the blog posts are updated every single week at this point. Uh, go into the nonvanillatrust.com. Go to the blogs tab. You'll find out the show for that week and be able to watch the video. Um, at least through the end of the year, I think at the beginning of 2019, we have a new thing that's coming, and I'm not positive, but it, 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 as with everything in the show, it's a Let work it in progress. Let it build. Yeah, it, it's 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 building into this new thing. Um, if you haven't been on Patreon.com forward slash NVT Studios, please get there. Nice. 
We've been doing this for four fucking hours tonight. <laughs> so, uh, patreon.com forward slash MVT Studios. If you decide to become a patron, you get all kinds of behind-the-scenes access to the show. But on top of that, you're supporting the show and therefore supporting the community. Please become a patron. Look, I'm not asking for like 25 or 50 or $100 a month. I'm not asking for something that's going to lock you into a year-long contract. I'm saying, hey, skip a McDouble once a week. Donate 4 or $5 an entire month. Cancel any time. Hey, you don't like the fucking show? You think it's worthless? Then by all means, don't pay for it. But bollocks. But yeah, bollocks. Seriously, bollocks. This show is the dog's bollocks, and and I love that my I love that my that my my Renaissance Fair friends went. That was funny. <laughs> Look, support the show because it supports the community, and that's why we're here. Uh, if you're looking for us on Twitter, Mister underscore NVT at Silly Kitten eight fifteen. At KMFD Mike 102. Or you can just go to the About Us page. You'll get the entire staff, and we have all of their Twitter handles. You can contact us anytime. Uh, the show's on Stitcher and iTunes. You can download the audio podcast. Listen to us on the go. Sal, kick us out. We love you guys. We have two more shows before the end.